already you know, compete against each other, but it's difficult because of depth. Obviously, you don't have the depth. Anytime you do an inter-squad scrimmage, you know, we're really going to know in 20 days when we can line up and have 16 guys on one side and we can use that depth. But with that being said, when we are able in those scrimmages to play the up-tempo defense that we want to pressure the ball the way we want to play in the full court the way we want to yeah I think we feel pretty good about where it's going the guys most importantly Stephen the buy-in the guys have really bought into this defensive system and uh, but we got a long way to go to get where we want to be but yes uh, I feel like the buy-in's been good and we're happy with where we're at Coach, is that one of the byproducts of when you take over a new program and get such a young team, but if you can get them on the same page defensively, that that can turn into offense and you don't need you know, the great scores yet, that kind of thing. And it's all about recruiting players down the line. But this first year, you got to play great D, right? Yeah, you know, and I think, Brian, we want to have the great scores and great players from day one. We'd love to have it. And, but you know what? Whether it's year one, year two, three, four, and beyond, whenever it is, I think defense is always going to be at the foundation, at least for our program. That's what we want it to be. So, uh, and, and you said something that's key. And, Brian, I do believe this. I do believe strong defense can lead to offense. I don't necessarily think always great offense or great scoring leads to strong defense. It can happen, and there's different things that allow that to happen. But I, I, I directly feel that strong defense, creating turnovers, disrupting another team's offense can lead directly to points for your team. So I've always had that philosophy. We had that philosophy at Tennessee and, you know, we'll try and implement that here. But yeah, to go with your point, I think at, at all times, defense has to be at the core of what we're doing. Preseason uh, press conference for Mike Swartz. Uh, Answer questions from, from media today as uh, ECU kicks off the basketball maybe season. Maybe weren't asked to shoulder a lot of the scoring. Is that when they come on a team like this, you're like returning, you know, fewer than 15 points. Is that kind of allow them to take that next step when something they might not be asked to do in the past, they can do so here. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I think it's I think it's really twofold to that. I think, number one, they're excited about that opportunity. We as a coaching staff obviously see something that we feel they can do more than maybe they did production-wise wherever they were before, Iowa State and Tennessee and the two that you spoke about. But that being said, also – this is the first time that they've been asked her to shoulder that kind of load. This is the first time they've had that responsibility on them. And I talk to a lot, excuse me, I talk to them a lot about that, that as much as you have a new responsibility and you feel like you like, you know, what you're being asked to do, you've never been asked to do this, at least not for a while. You know, maybe Quentin back at prep school and back in France and Jaden maybe back when he was in high school in Atlanta. But his first two years at Iowa State, he wasn't asked to be very productive on the offensive side. He had moments that were better than others. Quinton didn't ever have that opportunity at Tennessee really to put it in the books. So even though they're transfers and they have a little bit of experience, they're being asked, like you said, to kind of shoulder a new role which really makes them inexperienced in that role. So they're going to go through the ebb and flow and the ups and downs of that too. But from an excitement standpoint, I think there's no doubt that's one of the reasons they were excited to be here. Well, you're in a business that ultimately is measured by wins and losses, as you know. Uh, spend your time motivating the guys to try to be successful on the court, off the court. Just curious, what motivates you to try and be successful to have this team turn the corner and, and have success on the court. How do you motivate yourself? Well, I mean, I would probably just 
top of my head, three things popped to mind as you were asking that question. And number one is just competitive spirit. I think this is, you know, I mean, I can't say in coaching in general, I would imagine most coaches have a very high competitive spirit. And, and I believe that, that that's something that's always driven me and whether it was a player, whether it's in coaching as a young coach and also whether it's just in life, that's just what it is. That's just part of my DNA. I think number two is the really the joy and what you want to get out of seeing our players, our student athletes be successful. You know, I've had a chance to be in it 24 years this is my 24th season as a coach. I had a chance to be in college and play in college and play in high school. So the winning, the competing, the success that you get when, with, when you win as a team, whether it just be good seasons, individual games, championship seasons, it's a special, memorable thing. And it's something that we really want to share with our guys here as our student athletes. We want them to experience that. And then the last piece is we're here at ECU. I want this community. I want, when you talk about motivation, there's nothing I would want more than to see the ECU Greenville, the the community of ECU, the alumni, everybody that's a pirate or pirate nation experience what it is to win and win big and have that feeling. So I think there's a lot of answers to that question, but just competitive spirit, sharing that winning feeling or trying to build that winning feeling for our student athletes. And then as important as any, this university and this community. Yeah, you know, you're, you're, you're right on cue with that. He actually had his first contact practice yesterday. And that does not mean that he will be cleared to play in inner squad scrimmages or cleared to play when we play Mercer, uh, you know, on the 8th. But he has been cleared for the first time in this process, which was a great accomplishment for him. So much credit uh, to our training staff and strength and conditioning staff. I mean, I think Nate, our trainer, is as good as there is in the country. And he has worked so diligently with Winston. And Winston's done incredible in his commitment to, to trying to get back to the court. And we talked about this at AAC Media Day. There's a mental component and a physical component. And But to see him back on the court a couple days, it was actually two days ago, to see him back on the court in five-on-five play and as excited as he was, as Nate was, the coaching staff was, what was really neat was to see his teammates, how when we put him on and he got on the court the first time, basically practice stopped. And they went over and hugged him and, and really kind of just patted him you know, on the shoulder and said, just happy to have him back. But he's getting there. He has not been cleared for game participation yet, uh, but he did practice for the first time and, and we were excited about it. Coach, last time we got to talk to you, you were still in strength and conditioning mode. And now three weeks of the season, obviously, you've got to have a bunch of stuff in place to be playing games. So what do you do in the next three weeks to be ready for that tip? Just continue to continue. You know, we're going to stay in strength and conditioning mode. I think some of our guys have started to get some extra lifting in during the week on their own. I think that's something that with a young team, with the team that is, forget just the experience part, we're young. We know we have a lot of freshmen, so I think they need that. And so they've done that. So we're going to stay in that strength and conditioning mode for the next three weeks. The actual volume of it may decrease a little bit in terms of the length of practice or how much we do because you're starting to add excuse me you're starting to add preparation to that now so now practices can't you know you have to implement the time of preparation as you're getting ready for your games in the season but uh with that being said the the main thing is we're just going to continue to try and fine-tune some of those details that we have been putting in since the summer 
And there's things that we worked on the very beginning of June that we're still working on right now. And we're not going to stop working on them in November, December, January, February. We'll stay on it. But you hope that the execution piece, fine tuning those things, how they apply to your next opponent, that's where you really your focus starts to turn to as you get closer to season. Mike Swartz, preseason media going conference going on right now. Coach Swartz at the podium taking questions. You're on 94.3 The Building Game. Building up the program kind of from the ground up, coming in as a new face. And what are some of the harder parts about molding this program, and what do you think are some ways to remedy that in the first year of getting some wins? Yeah, you know, it's funny that you bring that up. And, and there's so many things, obviously. We talked about what we want you know, what our standard to be, what we, would we want our identity on offense to be our identity on defense? What do we want to stand for off the court in terms of who we are as a program? Not as much what we do, but how we do it. But something that I've realized here now, uh, you know, as a first time head coach, and I've seen it now here probably the last two weeks. So I think it's a real poignant question that you ask is this right now we got 16 guys. It's really like 16 freshmen because even the returning guys, that have college experience, whether it be from another school or be the guys that were here at ECU last year, this is a new system for them. Then you have freshmen coming in. It's obviously new for them too. It's new trying to get on the court and trying to learn the system here, but just getting acclimated to college is new. But here's been the most interesting thing that we have noticed as a coaching staff. And again, really the last two weeks is now we're at the point, our guys are really ready to see someone else in front of them. Com practices are very, very competitive. They're physical. They're ready to go up against someone else. And you always hit this point in the preseason. But what we've seen is this, and this has probably been the most challenging thing. Right now, the guys in practice, everybody is in a survival mode for themselves, trying to figure out how they prove that they're worthy or that they should be playing or trying to niche out their role on the team. So what happens is when you have that, some of that cohesiveness on the court doesn't get built as quickly as it does when you have 16 guys on one bench and you got guys pulling for each other. Because right now, every day in practice competing, guys are trying to show why they should be on the court instead of the guy they're going up against. Because there's been no minutes, there's been no rotation handed out, there's nothing set in stone yet. So that has honestly been probably the most challenging thing the last two weeks, that we got to go from high competitiveness of trying to get an eight to 10 man rotation to now all of a sudden you got 16 guys all pulling in the same direction when the time does come to face somebody else. And that's something that I wasn't thinking about up until the last two weeks. And I've noticed it more in the scrimmages because what I've seen is the guys are happy, but they're really happy when they're playing well right now because they feel like they're earning something. And we're going to get to the point where they understand it. It's not about me. It's all about we. And But that's a process. But that's probably been the most Interesting thing that we've seen the last two weeks uh, as we get closer to playing games in terms of a brand new program. How has the team been gelling so far and how do you think they'll continue through the season? I think, you know, kind of to that last point, it, the funny thing is I, th I think we're gelling really well off the court. I think this is a, a team that gets along off the court. We spend a lot of time together off the court, um, not just basketball-wise. They're gelling really well when we're in working when workouts, individual workouts, guys getting extra shooting. They come back at night. They shoot. They spend time together. They live together. And we, you know, we have whether it's the dorms or where they live off campus. So all that stuff has really been strong, and, and that's an important piece. I think the part that we got to continue 
to to want to be great is that we connect really strong on the court in terms of what we were just talking about, guys pulling for each other. The hardest thing in sports to do sometimes is when you really want to be on the court playing and that's not your role at the time and you got to be pulling for someone else that you're competing with every day since last April because we've been competing since April then the new guys came in June. So that's where we got to continue to build. But to answer your question, I feel like we're going to, really be a strong unit together. I think they'll continue to grow. And the more competition we get against other teams, the stronger we'll be as a unit on the court. Coach, I was just curious. Coach Schwartz taking uh, questions from the media, ECU preseason media day. Uh, hey, you know, he's been a, he's been a real, I, I guess I'd call him a pleasant surprise. You know, you don't know what to expect sometimes uh, when you have a walk-on. I mean, you know, I was a walk-on. So, I, you know, and I, feel, and I hold them to a very high standard. Sometimes probably coach them harder than I coach the other guys, to be honest. Uh, but, so when Jackson came in, I think he was just, I don't want to say he was definitely not happy to be here, but he came in with something in mind that, hey, uh, I'm excited to be at ECU. I'm excited to be playing Division One basketball. And all of a sudden, he started to come and do more and more in his individual workouts and have some success in practice. And I think when the expectations grew a little bit for him from the coaching staff, he took a little bit of a half step backwards. And then now he's back working his way back up. So, you know, he's really been a, a positive a positive impact on the team. And and more than just his energy and what a great kid he is, uh, he's done some really good things in practice. We've asked about Winston's injury in rehab, but what about uh, Benjamin? He had the injury in the Juco level. Does he feel like he's back to 100% or getting that explosiveness back? Hard for me to, to say, hey, he's 100% or where he's at because I never didn't coach him at the junior college, but I'll say this about Benjamin. He hasn't missed any time. He's in practice. He's an every rep guy. He's the kind of guy that you got to tell him and get him out and get a sub in for him. Uh, if you asked him, he'd probably say, you know, my balance isn't exactly where I want it to be or explosiveness, where in his mind it has been. But I think that's a normal process of coming back. But he's uh, from, from an injury standpoint, particularly to what you're alluding to, he's been great. Uh, how, how will you find, define success this year? What would you like to see accomplished this season? Us establishing a true identity of who our program is. Defensively, offensively, obviously. I mean, it's not just on the defensive side of the ball. Everyone always wants to talk about the defense for, you know, that that's fine. But establishing an identity, again, not as much what we do, but how we do it and how that equates to success. I'm not going to put wins and losses and a number on that on, or, or, you know, what do we do in conference play? What do we do in non-conference play as what would define success? I think we'll know more as the season goes. Uh, you know, we want to be in the postseason just like anybody else. There's 350 something teams in the country right now that all feel like they want to play in the NCAA tournament. They want to play in postseason. There's 350 teams in the country right now that want to win a conference championship, and we are no different. And that's how we approach every single day. But trying to define success, I think that's something that will happen as the year goes, and we'll see. We want it right now, success would be finding a good eight man rotation. That would be a, a, a first part of success. Who can, when we get to November 8th, who can we count on? Can we count on eight guys? Can we count on 10 guys? And I think it'll build from there. Thank you, guys. 
All right, Mike Swartz uh, wrapping up his uh, press availability there. And Cy Seymour right here beside me uh, back for another uh, season of uh, basketball. And uh, Coach is coming over right now, so we're going to talk with him. In uh, Always good to see Coach. Yeah, it always is. <laughs> Cy's here with us as uh, Coach. Great to see you. You've, you've kept Cy from uh, talking a whole lot on the air, so this is going to be one of the rare times. <laughs> <laughs> that happens, Coach, but uh, great to see you. Great to see you guys, too. It's, it's awesome to be here. And, and, look, I love that we have a great gathering here of all the media uh, in, the, in, in a preseason press conference. I think that's important for, for the program. In yeah, a lot of this is really impressive, I'll be honest, you know, being here. I, I didn't know what to expect Patrick coming here, and, uh, you know, walking in and seeing this and seeing the media here and seeing this whole setup. Uh, we know how important ECU athletics is to Greenville and how important it is to this community. And uh, I love every bit of it. I, I really want to seize on something you talked about I thought was really interesting. The, the challenge of building the camaraderie, but you have guys that are competing their tails off right now. Yeah, I tell you, that's probably something that's hit this coaching staff, hit me the last two weeks very, very uh, definitively. Something that we've noticed, and as I started watching film every night, we watch our practice every night. We, we had a little inner squad scrimmage yesterday, and there were some really good things that happened in the scrimmage. There were some things that we couldn't do because anytime you only have seven, eight guys on each side, and again, Winston did not play in the scrimmage, you have to. You, we, we played a full 40 minutes, so you can't be doing certain things. But what I did see watching the film last night was as I'm watching it, every guy to a certain degree is out there fighting for himself. So you're fighting to win. The purple wants to win. Gold wants right. to win. But each guy is in their mind thinking what's going to happen when playing time comes. In a way, though, that, that it's going to show you who's going to be your, your competitors, I guess, potentially, at least early on. Yeah, you know, I was talking with Riley Davis, one of our assistant coaches, about it, and he said exactly this. We said it's almost an innocent way of being highly competitive mm -hmm. because – you're really just looking out and you're trying to compete at the highest level. And sometimes you're playing the play because you know what's coming and you're doing things, but it's really out of competitiveness. And we just got to grow as a team where we all compete on the same side. It's great to have Coach Swartz here with us, Cy. It is, uh, Coach. Let's talk a little bit about, first of all, you came in like gangbusters and are recruiting North Carolina pretty hard. And, and plus, I've been had a chance to come to your practices. They're as good as any that I've seen. And I appreciate that. Talk about the defensive effort that you're working on daily, but also talk about recruiting and how, how you work at it. Yeah, from a defensive standpoint, I think, it, again, we've talked a lot about this, so I don't mean to be repetitive, but it has to be at the core of who we are, and it will be our identity. I mean, it, it, you know, I wish we could say we could count on that we're going to score 90 points a night or we're going to have three 40% shooters. I hope that there are nights that that happens, but I know one thing in my experience coaching and in this game, you can – depend on defense it travels with you it can be there every night it's not it's it's something that you can hold to an almost perfect standard or try to on a daily basis uh there's no such thing as perfect and we all know that but you can attempt to do that defensively i think it's very hard to attempt to do that on offense uh so that is something the other thing what that's done Sai, is i think it's going to help our offense because right now we are pressuring in practice trying to run out run ourselves out of our own sets so if we play a team that does that, I think we'll be ready for it to a certain degree. And then the last thing, the North Carolina recruiting, we talked about this from day one back in March. Okay, this is, this is the hoop state for a reason. This is the best basketball state in the country. And we want to build this program with North Carolina high school student athletes. And I hope we've gotten off to a good start. I think you've really done that. Coach, when you talk about, uh, when you talk about defensive efforts, you're talking about a, a league that's pretty good 
But talk about your experience. You've been in this league before as an assistant coach. Yeah, no doubt about it. And and we know, Cy, this is as good a league as there is in oh. the country. And in terms of on a night-in, night-out basis or teams that can advance in the NCAA tournament, facilities, home court advantages, this has everything that any league has. And so from that standpoint, my time in this league when I was at Tulsa, one, we've talked about, we experienced Minji's Coliseum before, so I know what this place is. But whether it be Houston or Cincinnati or Temple or – Central Florida, it doesn't make a difference. SMU, I mean, heck, when SM, when we were in the league with SMU, Larry Brown was the coach there, and they were a top 20 team at that time. And we saw what, what that place, what Moody Coliseum could be like. So uh, it's just a fantastic league that we gotta we got to be ready every night, and we hope we're ready when the time comes. We've got uh, Coach Swartz with us uh, here. Go ahead, Cy. Coach, when you look at something, I, I think the piece of the puzzle that we've missed lately and we used to have it is we see a little bit of foreign influence. I think it's very important. Talk about the kids that you have in, and it's, I think it's an important part of being successful. Yeah, you know, I think what I think with the foreign piece that we have here, let's just talk about specifically right. ECU, right. is I think there's some things. I think one off the court, the cultural piece, I think is strong. I think that's important. That's what college is about. We have guys from all over the world. We have guys from Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., New Jersey, Atlanta, France, Guadalupe, Spain. So that's a good mix. Yeah. And that can be good. And some of the questions in the press conference were about team chemistry. I think that's a good thing. I think the other thing is style of play. I think that sometimes overseas there's a little bit different style of play that those guys grow up against. I think they can benefit from our young guys here, and I think our guys that are from the States can benefit from that a little bit too. So you hope it ends up being a nice blend. It's great to have Coach Swartz here with us. A couple more questions because I know everybody wants to talk to you uh, uh, today, and we really appreciate you coming by here for our coverage uh, of the preseason event live. R.J. Felton and Brandon Johnson, a couple players that are back from last year. Boy, R.J. Felton, what an athlete. Brandon Johnson looks a little more developed now, so if you could comment about where those guys are and, and how their preseason has gone. Yeah, I'm so proud of those guys and so happy that, that they allowed us and our coaching staff to, to coach them and they trusted us. And I really trust them. And they are developing into real leaders on the team. Both of those two guys, they both had good summers and good preseasons. Um, both having to play some different positions than they've probably played before. And we've talked about this, size up a little bit, size down some. So, But both guys have really been good. They've worked their tail off in the gym. They've been really effective, not only effective winning in practice, can we judge a lot by winning, mm -hmm. both those two guys you ask about, Patrick, have been really productive. Ezra Ozar, uh, size very impressed with him. He kind of looks the part uh, freshman. Still, it'll be some some growing pains, but right now looks the part of, of the kind of athlete you need to have in the American to be successful. Yeah, I think you hit it on the head, and he is. He really is. I mean, he could play in any conference in America athletic-wise. Mm -hmm. He really could in terms of what his size, body, speed, and things like that and when he's consistent in practice whether it's his effort whether it's his aggressiveness he has great days and then there's days that just like you said he's a freshman and he doesn't understand the importance of consistency or sometimes the little things the little things that maybe you could get by at a younger age in high school you know maybe just something like screening how important yeah. screening is in college he didn't have to worry about little details like that quite as much because he was so talented, whereas now he has to think about those things, screening, blocking out, different, the value, valuing the ball, 
And so it's just a, it's a growing process, man. We're going to talk to you a lot. I, you, we're getting the hook that uh, we got to send you on, but uh, we're subbing out for you. We're I subbing got, Coach Riley. I could coach. I could talk to you forever, I could Coach. Too. These guys are dying yes. to see you. Yeah. Uh, you know I'm a radio guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I love to be on the radio. Man. Well, you have an open invite anytime on the Patrick Johnson show, as you know. Thank and you, coach. and uh, we're looking forward to uh, three weeks from yesterday. Three, 20 days, three weeks. Yeah, can't three wait, weeks coach. from yesterday really for wait. the uh, for the first ESPN Plus broadcast and uh, and Mercer coming to town. Coach, Thank great you. to see you. We'll talk great to you before to see you then. Guys. Thank, Thank you. you so much for coming. Always by. good, coach. Awesome to have Coach here, Riley Davis, uh, one of the assistants that's going to be with us. Patrick Johnson, Cy Seymour. We'll get Coach Riley. in here. I, I get, this must be a high level show because Cy's right here. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, in the right spot. You know, we've accomplished, did. Coach Patrick Johnson. By the way, right, great Riley to see you. Davis, yes, sir. We have accomplished probably the least amount of words Cy's ever said on the air when having a headset on. Because oh, Coach got the jump on us so early, which was good. Because if you're, you're you're on time, you're late. There you go. And there then Coach came right over here. He had a good first step. Yeah. So uh, we, uh, we we're going to get with. But Silas. we've got a good one now. I'll have to tell yeah, you, no, Riley's no, doing a heck of a job. I'll tell you that. Great. For, thank you for coming by. Appreciate it. Yes, How, sir. How's everything going in your estimation? You're there uh, inside of three weeks to the uh, start of the season. Man, it's been good. You know, um, one thing I tell you about Coach is, you know, obviously we have a young team, and. And coach brings that adversity in practice. I will tell you that. Um, so he's growing them up quick. You know, he's bringing the heat in, pra in practice. <laughs> he so does. <laughs> it, it, it hasn't been. I'm not going to say uh, stressless, right? You know, so but it's gone according to plan. Yeah. So we're who, ready to play another team. Who? Yeah, yeah it, you're kind yeah. of reaching that time of yeah. year, aren't you? Man, yeah. Shoot. You know, uh, and I realize some of these guys you maybe uh, weren't around till after the season. R.J. Felton, sure. B.J., yep. Yep. they, of course, R.J. Felton already physically was kind of beyond his years. But, you know, uh, what I've heard and, and just, you know, looking at, at Brandon a little bit, he looks a little more a little sure. thicker this yeah. time around. So, obviously, those guys have, have made some gains. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As you said, I mean, R.J., I mean, we wish we all looked like R.J., yeah. <laughs> Cy does without his shirt. Yeah, I, don't know. I believe yeah. that. Yeah. I believe that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Brandon, no, he has. He's made some games. Uh, Coach Pugh's been a, he's he's been great. He's yeah. been big time in there. Yeah. Uh, who else has uh, so far impressed you in the Golly. preseason? I mean, and, and some of these guys just asked me that over there. Um, the returners, I'm telling you. I mean, when you get somewhere and you have returners – and, uh, you know, that may have played low minutes, mm -hmm. may not have been uh, marquee guys. You know, you come in, you just, human nature, you have a certain perception. Mm -hmm. And I've, just, I've been shocked by them. I mean, they've been unbelievable. First of all, they've been so bought in. Um, their player development stuff, they're, they're improving. I mean, they've been great. Mm -hmm. But they, they've, they've really bought into to Coach Schwartz's hard coaching. You know, they're, yeah. they're, they have his back. I mean, that's the biggest thing to me. I'm going to let Cy ask you the really smart questions in a minute, but okay. kind of what what is – what you know, with you as a staffer here, what is your role? I mean, what is your kind of specialty? Sure, what areas yeah, of it? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, any any staffer will, will tell you, hey, make make Coach look good and, <laughs> and do his message. <laughs> right. That's that's first and foremost the number one thing. Right. I, I do have an offensive emphasis. Okay. Um, and then I do have a, a, a shooting emphasis, you know, yeah. and uh, I only take credit when they're making them. When they right. don't make them, that was Coach Matson's coach. Okay, I yeah. got you. Was got not you. me. Yeah, Coach. When you, you know we've talked a long time yes, this sir. summer and everything, and I like what you're doing. I like how you coach it. I like the way he coaches it. You're very 
positive and, and the instruction is great. So yes, I want sir. you to know that. But also what you've done, uh, you have really, and I'm talking about you, uh, have really hit North Carolina hard. Talk about what it's like when you're going to these schools. and oh, you're, you're It's because yeah. you're good at it and it's been tough. Talk yeah. about that a little bit. Well, you and I could talk for hours on that. You know, <laughs> I mean, look, just being honest, when, when, when coach came in and said he wants to recruit North Carolina, um, you know, I'm a Texas guy, so I didn't know many right. Carolina people. So people are connecting us. You know, your son, Todd, has been unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, with connecting me with different people, calling and all this and that. And, and the coaches have been so excited. They've been so – they love it. You know, they want us to recruit Carolina guys. Um, now there has been a bit of a, you know, we'll believe it when we see it. Um, but when you show up in their gym – They've been so appreciative. Even if, you know, even if they feel like you're not, you know, ready to recruit a certain player, you're not ready. They just love that you're there. And it's been awesome for us. They've been so accepting and, and trying to help promote us. It's been my experience so far anyways. You know, the, the thing about that, just to pick up, and Riley Davis is talking with Cy Seymour and myself uh, here on our coverage of ECU uh, Media Day for uh, basketball. You know, there's always that you're in the shadow of a couple of those don't really recruit North Carolina. So, Certainly. I mean, you are kind of competing with yep. maybe NC State. Sure. UNCG, UNCW. I mean, I, I think there is a real desire to have East Carolina come through the door in these high schools and, and JUCOs even. You know, I, I would agree with that. And with the transfer portal, uh, especially now, I mean, if you're a high school coach, I mean, you better be – trying to get everybody to come through yeah. I mean, that that's how it is now i mean it, and we've done it a little bit gone out to younger classes but kind of gone are those days that's not as popular anymore yeah um uh but yeah get, getting out to those younger classes we're trying to do that right now yeah. um yeah go ahead a big listen it doesn't sound big but it was big you picking up jackson from from uh Sure, West yes, Carteret, yep. they are known for a program. Kinston's known. Farmville's in the east. Sure. Now, you've been to Raleigh. You've done it all, and I know that. But talk about the process of signing that kick. That was a, sh- that was a get- good get for ECU. Sure. He- go ahead and talk about well, that. Well, you know, so Jackson, he- he- Jackson can play. <laughs> I mean, Jackson's a good player. And he's one of these high school guys that anymore, they get recruited, but not heavily. Yeah. And you're just – you're kind of shocked by it. And there's that initial shock you got to get over. As well, he can a, play as a coach too. Now. <laughs> yeah. No, he can't. I mean, he, I, that's right. what I'm saying. That's he what's can so, go. But it's guys like that. You have to get over that initial shock because in the older days, you're, you're thinking, well, why isn't anybody recruiting him? That's right. But it just kind of is what it is now. I mean, it's very strange. We were lucky. I'm telling you, we were lucky. To get Jackson, I mean he he's he's been really good for us. For a walk on, he and you know well, did great in Greensboro, did a good job. But the other things that you're doing, you're impressing all of the basketball schools well, I hope so. in North Carolina, I and I think so. that's big. You've done yeah, a great job. I hope, with it. I hope we do. Hope Coach uh, Matson, is is here any dirt on him that we need to? <laughs> Coach, you know I, I think the biggest thing that'll get under Coach's skin is if you're not in a stance. So, okay. All right. Talk, I got to him, you. talk to him about how you were out of practice and you noticed some of the guys weren't in okay. stance. Okay. Gotcha. Jump into the ball. Talk about the, the defensive detail and say it was yeah. underwhelming. That'll get him. Well, that's because all your guys are hitting threes. Oh, I mean, no, that's yeah, what yeah. it is. That's, that's what it is. That's, that's what it exactly is. Exactly right. Uh, Riley Davis, before we let you go here, coach, uh, kind of the now 20 days of counting, what, what does that look like for the team? 
oh, shoot. You know, I said a little bit earlier, I mean, you've been practicing it yourself every single day. You're ready to play another team. I mean, uh, you, it's really across the country, players get in arguments. Players argue with coaches. Coaches argue with players. You know, you're ready to just play another team. So, um, you know, there, there's some execution detail we got to get yeah. better at. Mm-hmm. But more than anything, man, we're just we're ready to compete. Who's got the Mercer Scout, by the way? Has that been decided yet? Um, you know, actually, man, we break it up. Okay. So I will take the other team's defense. Okay. Coach I got you. That's interesting. Yeah. Offense. Yeah. Okay. We have a couple other guys that will do personnel. Coach Schwartz will be one of the most heavily involved coaches in the country uh-huh. with um, uh, scouting reports. Wow. You know, is okay. it, it ain't like we're just going to figure it Here all it out is. for him. <laughs> yeah. You know, the dude was unbelievably successful as a defensive mastermind right. Right. at Tennessee. So he's going to keep doing having that same thumbprint on it. It's great to see you. Thanks yes, for sir. coming by. We'll Absolutely. talk to you a lot this season. Hi, brother. Oh, right. brother. Good to see you, man. Yes, Thank Keep you. it up. All right. Uh, that is uh, Riley Davis. Nick Matson uh, going to join us uh, here. Hey, Coach. Hey, Patrick Johnson, good, good to see you. you. How are you? Nick, you know this young man, don't yeah, you? Yeah. Always good. Always a yeah. 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 How you doing? Coach, All thanks right. for uh, being on here. We're on live, 94.3 The Game, and uh, we uh, are looking forward to the start of the uh, season in 20 days. Boy, it's already here, isn't it? It comes so fast. You know, I always – joke with uh, our other staff member Reggie even about 10 years ago you used to not be able to practice before October 15th yeah. it was it was October 16th it was three weeks of practice and it was your first game and now the rules have opened up and it's it's been awesome it's great for the kids because they get to be coach you know more of more throughout the year so we're excited I'm gonna guess with what coach Davis had to say you're more of the defensive guy he's more of the shooting offensive guy is that uh yeah, yeah like he said you know our staff we're all hands right. on deck with everything we're hands on deck but I, I will along with coach Schwartz work hard on our defense and our scouting and, and all types of those things but we'll be all hands on deck and and I've been part of it both ways I've been part of staffs where you know each assistant coach does a different scout I've been you know part where uh, we're all hands on deck, and everyone does a little piece for each game, and, and we're going to have it all hands on deck. Nick Matson is uh, with us, Pirate Assistant Basketball Coach out of VMI. Were those the three-point shooting days? Yeah, we were. Okay. Uh, we were, it was, it was no a, doubt. Heck of a deal. Uh, Coach Bauckham, who used to yeah. be coaches yeah. as well. And, uh-huh. You know, he had a great uh, – he had a great line. He used to say, hey, shoot it before you turn it over. That, that, that was his mantra. He lived by it. And we set the NCAA record for most points in the season, uh, most three-pointers made in the season. We, we got a little plaque. We got it's a bunch of records, you know. So it was a good, it was a good deal. Coach, when you look at this league, and, and you, you've been around it long enough, talk about this league and how good it can be. It's, it can be so good, Cy. Uh, we're really lucky. Anytime you're in a league where there's tremendous football as well, that really gives you a chance uh, to get, you know, to be a part of a multi-big conference, uh, to go in great home courts. And, you know, I've seen it again, spent seven years in the Mountain West, um, which was, you know, I'm not going to say similar. I think the Americans better in a lot of respects, um, but it, but uh, similar in terms of a multi-bid league, three to four bids a year. And, uh, it, it, you know, when you, when you have a chance every night for a marquee win as you do in this league, um, there's no, there's every night you got to bring it and every night something great for your program can happen if you can get a win. Ball pressure is so uh, important in this game now. Who do you think has the potential to, to be that guy? Maybe early on for, for you all. Right. Well, that's what I love about our defense. We have, and you can see it on the roster, a lot of long guys with mm-hmm. length, a lot of wing players that, you know, with interchangeable size and length. When you talk about Quentin Dubuji and Jaden Walker, uh, you talk about Javon, talk about RJ Felton, Ben Baella, you know, those guys have a lot of length. As you alluded to, they can really pressure the ball. 
um, they can switch a lot on defense. You know, so we we expect those guys to be really good defenders. You know what I like too, and, and, and I like that you have the six eight, six nine athletes. Talk about those guys that can run the floor and do things for you. Right. Well, that, and that's the way basketball's moving. Right? Yeah, it really you know, is. Last night, watching those two games, Warriors, Lakers, and Boston and Philly, you just see so many guys like that. That with all the ball screen actions being run today, they can switch. Uh, but at the same time, they're athletic enough to block shots, protect the rim. Love, you know, what Brandon Johnson's been doing with his size, his athleticism. You know, that's it's important. It's really Co- important. Coach, you've been in it a, a long time too. You, you're young. Talk about how, how it's good and bad. Talk about having such a young ball club. Sure. I mean, it is. And, and that's, you know what, Shai, it's, that's, that's just the reality of our team. We're, we're young right now. Uh, a lot of freshmen, a lot of sophomores. At the same time, that gives us a chance to put our imprint on them and for them to learn coach's system right away and, and try to – we always tell them, hey, you're a freshman right now, but by the time the season starts, you have to be a sophomore. Um, you know, by the time December hits, you got to be a sophomore. Now that you've gotten game experience, now you're not a you're not a a baby deer anymore, you know, or a deer in the headlights. <laughs> now you right. and now you've you've played seven eight games, you've practiced all summer, all preseason, and and but it it, it can be it can work both ways. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. I, I know we are uh, still trying to determine that eight maybe ten uh, that that'll be out there, but ten new faces on the team, some names that if we had to tip off this afternoon or tomorrow that that new faces we may we may see maybe i, I think you'll see a lot of them yeah that's what i, I i've been there he's tough guys um you'll see him on the floor i really believe it you know um, and that that goes all the way down you know and and we've seen we have great performances from all our new guys caleb's been awesome you know uh, ezra's been awesome elijah really good saxby's really come along these last couple of weeks um you know elijah jones we talked about him um, you know, Jackson Ellingsworth, um, you know, all these guys have really contributed a lot in the preseason and they've worked so hard. Some of them, they've changed their bodies since they got yeah. here. Um, they've been in the weight room with Coach Pugh and they're, man, they're growing. I, I was shocked, you know, yesterday just in practice seeing some of the growth, even just from two weeks ago. One of the things I like that you really stress and you y'all taught, talk about spacing and how well y'all do that. You, you, you space it. So that's advantageous on the offensive end, really is. We try, and like you said, we're a little, maybe a little bit smaller, a little more athletic, uh, and we try to have that space. You know, we're we're really fortunate. We have a few post guys that can shoot the three, um, and that I think that helps us keep that spacing. And 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 we try to get guys, hey, really be down in the corner. You know, on offense, don't creep up too high. Uh, you know, let let the ball handlers work. Uh, pat when as soon as you pass, be ready to make that next cut, and 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 try not to be in the lane. Get out and get your spacing. Yeah, uh, Coach. Uh, we asked Coach uh, Davis uh, this, and uh, we'll ask you as well. I mean, obviously, we're twenty days away. So, what is for you in your mind? What do the next twenty days look like? I think I think the the thing is small victories every day in practice. If there's something that we didn't do well the day before, can we clean it up? You know, if if maybe our transition defense needs to improve one day, let's take a couple steps forward there. Then the next day, you know, let's take a couple steps forward with our out of bounds plays. Hey, then then let's take let's just let's take everything every day. Let's write down what we did and we need to improve on. And let's slowly just chip away. So I think just sustained improvement and small victories. Coach, great to see you. Thank you for coming by. We really appreciate it. We'll talk to you a lot this uh, season. Coach, always good, buddy. Thank you so much. All right. Coach Nick Mattson uh, with us here. I tell you what, uh, let us uh, get a break in, get a chance to uh, 
reset here. We'll see if uh, Coach Morton will be by here or not. Uh, and we might talk to Will Bailey. You never know. He might show up and be on the uh, on the dayos here. All right. Uh, we'll continue on. We're at the Town Bank Tower. It has been, uh, I think, the way the Pirates are going to be this year. Fast and furious. 20, uh, 40 minutes. That's what it's been about. That's right. Uh, with uh, Coach getting here and uh, starting to speak uh, to the media, getting here early, which was good. Because if you're on time, side, you're late. Exactly. Exciting times ahead for the Pirates in basketball. More on uh, that with Cy Seymour, and uh, we'll continue on right after this. That was uh, yesterday's program. We'll have uh, a recap of this today on here, so uh, looking forward uh, to that. Comments from uh, Coach Houston as well today. I look over and uh, already see some guys out on the uh, field of Clark LeClaire Stadium, getting ready for uh, getting ready for the big one against UCF. Yeah. Oh, no, foot baseball. baseball. Yeah, they are. They're yeah. out there practicing right now. Yeah. yeah. Somebody is. I don't know Somebody's at. Well, they got the purple gold World Series coming up. Sign. All right. So Cy Seymour is alongside uh, here. Thank you for doing this. Really yeah, appreciate sure. it. I was giving every giving you a hard time uh, about. Uh, because we had everybody come to us fast and furious here, yeah, so that was yeah. uh, it was pretty good. I like that. Uh, you you saw this team scrimmage yesterday. Yeah, I, yeah, I've been fortunate enough to be watch them several times. First of all, Coach Schwartz is a really really good coach, and I'm talking about all aspects from dealing with the press, dealing with parents, dealing with fans, boosters, boosters. Yeah. But he's also really good about details defensively, offensively. He knows what it takes. For example, he made a little statement. He says, you know, one of the things kids don't know when they first come in is how hard you need to learn to screen. And the reason you need to screen is because everybody's good defensively. And that's why it's important to teach kids because you only get a brief second to get a shot off. Everybody thinks it's easy. No, the pass has to be to the shoulder of the, of the shooting hand. The screen has to be set right. Feet have to be in place. And he makes sure he gets in every detail in practice. And that's what he's doing. I also like that he's using a lot more speed. His bigs are quicker. Mm-hmm. He's got three to four, five guys that are six, eight, six, nine that can move. I think that's important. And Luigi's good to have, though. Luigi's going to well, help. Well, you need him. that. You're going to have games on this schedule where you need a seven-footer. That's right. You need a rim protector. And, and, and even if you need him just in a couple spurts per half. Right. You, yeah. And he's he's older and more veteran. He's going to score for, for you some this year, too. So you got to have a Luigi, but you better have quickness to help yeah, him out. Absolutely. Uh, Brandon Johnson, I know you've been very impressed uh, with uh, him, what you've seen from him in the preseason. You know, I like about Brandon, he's grown up. You know, he's another year older. He's, he has been stepping out and knocking down threes. He's still got timing inside to get the rebounds, which he's good at that. So Brandon is much more confident. Uh, much better on the offensive end as far as stepping out and expanding his game a little bit. I think that's real important to him. And that's what sophomores do. They they make a step up from their freshman year, and uh, he, he's going to be a big help to that ball club. R.J. Felton, boy, we were so impressed with him last year, uh, Cy, and impressed with his ability to uh, athletically compete, go get a rebound from the guard spot. Uh, what kind of role do you envision him having? It would seem like he's – from an athletic standpoint, kind of tailor-made for what uh, Coach Smith yeah, wants to do. He really is. Uh, he, he goes after it. He plays hard every possession, even in practice. Uh, he's beginning to get his shot even better now, which is important. Uh, they only had, had really uh, very little coming back on the three-point ball, and he's one of them. 
And and so he's playing hard and he's physical. He matches up good in this league. Cy Seymour is here. I'm Patrick Johnson. Uh, Christopher Cook, our site producing. We got Philip the Ref Pilkington back in our uh, 94.3 The Game studios. Ben Byram and uh, intern Dom are here as well uh, as they're talking to the players. Uh, we'll see if we get uh, Jake Morton or not uh, coming by. We were uh, told the assistants would be by, and, and if not, we'll catch up with Coach Morton another time, I'm sure, very soon. Ezra Ozar, you're really impressed with him. We yeah. talked uh, with Coach about him. He is uh, the, the kid who prepped in Charlotte. Atlanta is where he's from, uh, and uh, he's athletically the part. Well, he is the part, and and <clears throat> when you look at kids, he is the six nine two forty. Yeah, he is the, he is the ACC or AAC player. That's mm-hmm. what he is. He is a six nine. Yesterday, I'm watching practice. They're going full court. They've got four guys that are that size and Luigi, and he takes it the length of the floor, goes behind his back, and then dunks it at the other end against guys that are his size. Uh, he's going to be a really good athlete here. Uh, and he was highly recruited. His, this is not a fluke guy. This is a guy that can play, and it's the kind of guy that you have to get in the American. And so when I look on the floor right now, when I was watching uh, in the last few days, you know, they've got them and, and getting better and better. I think one of the kids that really uh, impressed me is Elijah is Elijah Jones. He, he is 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, you don't know how good he is, but he's gotten better every day. And he's a kid that we don't talk about. He's under the radar. Right. He's 6'8". He went to Mount Sinai prep. But this kid really is looking better. So I'm looking up and I'm saying, okay, you got you got Brandon Johnson. You got Luigi. You got Jones. You know, you got uh, Azar. You got you got a ball. You got four or five guys that can play inside. And I really like Ben Bayala at the at the wing. He's really from good. France. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what was the nature of his, uh, uh, I guess, injury? It's a knee injury, yeah. and he's gotten over it. He's been out of it a year, so that's good. But anytime you have an injury like that, it takes a while. Yeah. But he's long, as 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 Coach Matson was talking about. These kids are long and athletic, and he's going to be a player. And you know, what I like he can take you off the dribble and take the short jumper. We can do a lot of stuff. You, you asked the coaches about the international influence. I want to ask you about that. I mean, how, how does that? change the style that this roster can maybe play i, th- I think it, it is coach is right a lot of foreign players can step out and knock down shots panetta's going to help you from uh spain he's going to be he's a he's going to be a, a really good player there uh and most of these kids uh, are used to doing that kind of game spreading it out a little uh, set a little bit more screens they're used to not just shooting it so the influence helps you in several different ways. Plus, they're not going to quit on you. They just—they're tough. They'll play hard. So, just that influence. And when you look up, I think he's got maybe three kids like that. He's got three foreign yeah. guys, and that's a big help to him. No, four. Can't Luigi, four, yeah. four, four foreign guys on the team. I, I, and that's what teams do. That's the filler. Well, that's that you where it's going. Have. Yeah, yeah. Um, we didn't ask the coach. He he talked about it in case you missed. Uh, the part where he was at the podium, he talked about Winston Tabs cleared for contact, had his first contact practice yesterday. Uh, a lot of time on the bike yesterday when you were there. He's on the bike and he was doing a little bit of stuff, but nothing during the scrimmage, which yeah. is what I was watching. So, what do you think? Um, I mean, you know, how does that uh, kind of play out in your mind? I think it's going to be slow. I do. Now, let me tell you something. If he gets right, there's not a better player on the floor. I mean, this kid was all ACC uh, and he's had tough knee operations back-to-back, wants to play, great attitude, can shoot it, can score it on anybody. 
uh, but it's going to take him a while to get back to game speed. And and this league is is game speed. You yeah. better bring it all. But like him. Do you need to go? Because uh, I'd like to hang through a break. But if you if you want to go, I just I, I will go. I will hang through a break. You'll hang through a break. I will do it. I'll do it. You never thought you'd say that before in your life, no, did you? When no. you got into coaching all those no. many years ago, you'd hang through a break. That's right. All right. Uh, Cy is with us. We appreciate that greatly. We're going to uh, take a break and we'll come back and uh, kind of wrap up things, get you set for later today on the Patrick Johnson Show. So stay tuned uh, with us here. It's our coverage of ECU Basketball Media Day. Good day here today uh, to get uh, basketball uh, going. We're less than three weeks away from the uh, tip of uh, the ECU basketball season. College season tips in uh, 19 days, 20 for the uh, Pirates. Uh, Patrick Johnson, Cy Seymour, our entire crew here on 94.3 The Game today. We, of course, have the uh, uh, distinct privilege of bringing you uh, Pirate basketball again this year on uh, 94.3, also 107.9 WNCT uh, on the radio uh, side of things. Eight-man rotation, he said. Uh, you know, you always got to listen to the little things that the coaches say. I mean, at, at the end of the day, is that probably the ideal number that could emerge out of this? I mean, I know you would like if you have to play ten early, you do, but but that, yeah, that rotation uh, will tighten a little. Bit. Yeah, one in each area: guards, uh, small forwards, and then in the inside game. But the truth is, Patrick, he won't know because I'm telling you, it's too wide open. I mean, it can be any one of these guys. I watched yesterday and tried to name the guys that it would be. And it's hard to pick them. I mean, right now, to get it to eight is almost impossible. I thought his comment uh, was interesting, a couple of them, about guys taking on different roles and new responsibilities here and then maybe that transferred in from somewhere. Yeah, I think that's the way it is. For example, when you look up and you've got a kid from uh, Iowa State that was a point guard, maybe he's not going to be a point guard. I think Javon Scott has played well at the point, and I think Javon's in a good spot. But I think you'll see people move. I just just think that's the way it's going to be. And look, when I'm talking about the Iowa State walker, now the other part of it is you don't know the X factor of Winston Tabs. Yeah. Everything changes with tabs. So that's what you have to realize. So it is totally – now, I think the rotation inside, you probably got four or five bigs that can go in and out of there, and you won't lose a lot. Uh, we've got uh, about two minutes here before we leave. So really quick, when he talked about uh, kind of the, the internal competition, that's a, that, that's an interesting thing. Yeah, I'm sure you had to – kind of realize that for the first time too when you were coaching yeah you do and it's because they're tired of practicing against each other they're seeing the same faces and now they're, they're recognizing if i can beat him out i'll be in that lineup and so i'll be watching his face on the bench yeah, that's right yeah. so yeah. he that's exactly what you go through this time of year it's the same thing with any sport football any of them it's that competition head to head in practice and you're almost there and you're saying i can break this lineup and that's what he's going through right now It'll be good to uh, be back with you on the uh, Plus Telecast. That'll be a lot of fun. Sure. I look forward to it. I look forward to the season and look forward to working with you. And very, very good league that we're going to be in. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Cy, thank you for doing this day. Really appreciate it. Oh, man. Enjoy it, Patrick. All right. Great to see uh, Cy Seymour uh, here with us. Thanks to Coach uh, for also uh, coming by and uh, also a couple of Pirate assistants, uh, Coach Davis, Coach Matson, uh, for coming by. We'll have a recap of all of this today for you coming up on uh, the Patrick Johnson Show at 5 o'clock as we'll be uh, from the uh, studio uh, bringing you that uh, today. So uh, comments from Coach Houston also on the uh, matchup against UCF. Big thanks to uh, all the folks with ECU Athletics and uh, Media Relations. Also thanks to uh, the Pirate basketball staff. Our crew, uh, Ben Byram here. Also thanks to Michael Buscemi. 
Uh, Chris Cook, great job producing. Philip the Ref Pilkington back in our uh, 94.3 The Game studios. And uh, a shout-out to the intern Dom for his hustle here today. All right, we'll grab a... Uh, a break and get you back into programming here and uh, that'll be at the top of the hour and then we'll have uh, more for you uh, today at five o'clock on the patrick johnson show look forward to talking to you then have a great rest of your afternoon and we'll talk to you at five